It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter.tv slash AJNIC3. One pick is back. So if you're looking for one pick, one pick is back. So follow uh, the socials for the one pick a day for college basketball. Not the best start, but we're all right. We're fighting. We're fighting back. So um, that's the news on the socials. We got a big show on this Tuesday. The good and bad of Championship Sunday. We'll recap it uh, drive by drive after that. Weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview with some prem action, some college basketball to talk about, some golf to talk about as well. So a big addition of the pod. Maybe Thursday will be the college basketball reset. With no football at the weekend and a big um, uh, college basketball slate on the weekend, we could do that, and then we'll do two Super Bowl segments next week, and then a Super Bowl segment on the Tuesday. So three, yeah, I'd probably do college basketball reset Thursday. Pencil that in. Pencil that in. Uh, so that's the plan. But we have a good and bad of Championship Sunday in today's kickoff on Tuesday. Here we'll do our conference championship recap. We'll do our weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview, college basketball, and more. Kick it off. Good and bad of Championship Sunday. Start with the good. How about the Chiefs defense? Spags had an excellent game plan, and his players executed it brilliantly. Three turnovers. I talked about the turnover margin when we were previewing the game. I said if the Chiefs win this game, they have to win the turnover margin. They did uh, convincingly. So you had the three turnovers, the two fumbles on the pick. You had three tackles for losses. You had four sacks, seven hits on Lamar. So the formula to frustrate that Raven offense was there, and the players executed it brilliantly. I mean, they did a great job. Reed, Karloftis, Wharton, all each had a sack and a tackle for loss. Many of you had the sack fumble. Karloftis recovered it. Sneed forced the Flowers fumble at the goal line. McDuffie recovered it. And then Bush had the pick in the end zone when Lamar threw it into triple coverage for some reason. But the chief defense, really the calling card of the team the entire season. We, we haven't seen Mahomes light it up for five touchdowns and 400 yards every week. We haven't seen... Um, Kelsey go crazy week in and week out. It's been the defense this season for Andy Reid's Chiefs, and specifically Steve Spagnuolo leading that defense, and they did a great job. I mean, I know Chris Jones didn't have a um, a stats game, but he was affecting. I was watching him between the trenches, getting double-teamed, getting chipped inside even. So you could see the game plan offensively for the Ravens. Thinking about the Chiefs players up front was – don't let Chris Jones wreck the game, but everybody else did their job. You have a safety with a sack and a tackle for loss. You have Karloftis and Wharton each with a sack and tackle for loss. How many of you had the sack force fumble? Um, and the chief defense, I understand, you know, the fumble at the goal line, that's another touchdown, and they threw, he possibly threw a touchdown. Listen, those things didn't happen. The, the touchdowns didn't happen. The turnovers did. So, for me, the Chiefs defense, excellent. I mentioned Mahomes and Kelsey. They were good as well. Mahomes, one touchdown, no picks. 
big throws, big scrambles, and big moments. I talk about third down a lot, guys. Third down, red zone, turnover, special team, sun change, the five big keys in these elimination games, in these championship games, in these trophy games, in this National Football League and across college football as well, but really in the National Football League. Mahomes made the plays time and time again, whether it's with his legs, whether that's with his arms, no turnovers, had the touchdown, big throws, the, the throw to seal it, excellent throw, couple big scrambles on third downs to keep drives alive. And you look at his, his, his guy in Kelsey, 11 targets, 11 catches, 116 and a touchdown. I mean, that's an excellent game for a, a top wide receiver. We're talking about a tight end, guys. 11 targets, 11 receptions, 116 and a touchdown. The touchdown catch was great, and it was a great throw as well. But Mahomes, it was where it had to be against Hamilton, who's an excellent cover safety, especially against the tight end positions for Baltimore. So Mahomes and Kelsey, the numbers there, the chemistry on display again. And in some of these moments where it's third down or a big spot in the game, you know he's going to either scramble or throw it to Kelsey and Kelsey either comes down with it or Mahomes gets the scramble. I mean, they were fantastic, again, in a championship game, and I don't know why people are surprised by this anymore. I really don't. Go to the other game. Niners second half, big winner. Offensively, five possessions, not counting the last one that sealed it. Five scores, three touchdowns, two field goals. The defense, two fourth down stops, and that fumble forced uh, in the beginning of uh, in the middle of the third quarter there, I guess you could say. They rally from 24-7 down. They tie the biggest comeback in NFC Championship history, and it was also the 2012 Niners who rebounded from 17 down to beat the Falcons uh, to go to that Super Bowl uh, where they lost the Ravens, right? Yes, so Niners second half, offensively, defensively, um, a special, special turnaround for Kyle Shanahan. Um, and again, I'll get to the Lions and Campbell's decision-making in a second, but I tweeted it like the majority of the talk and the blame should probably go to Campbell for sure. But like, can we give the Niners some credit here? You know, um, Kittle had a really good quote. I got a question for you guys. Why do people in analytics say momentum isn't real? That's the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard in my life. This is what I've been saying for years. Analytics should be a supplement or supplemental information because we're not playing these games on Excel sheets. We're not playing these games with just comp they're human beings that have emotions. And momentum is absolutely a thing. So I, I was very glad to see Kittle say that and, and hear him say that. So I had to put it in our little kickoff here. Now, two guys I want to highlight on this Niner team. It's Purdy McCaffrey. Purdy, 20 of 31 for 267, a touchdown. He had the pick early. Um, five scrambles for 48 yards. A lot of those scrambles were in big moments as well. Kind of Mahomian, if you will. McCaffrey, two touchdowns, 20 carries, 90 yards, four catches for 42. Uh, broken tackles, tough, hard runs. Both touchdowns were um, tough sledding inside the tackles there. Um, and all this Purdy guy does is get knocked, and all he does is win football games. Like, when is everybody going to say, like, okay, you know what? He's not that bad. He's pretty good. Like, uh, what did Alex Smith say? As the unofficial president of game managers everywhere, he's not a game manager. He's not in our club. That was a pretty good line, I thought. I thought that was a pretty good line. I'm not in a lot of you. I thought that was a pretty good line uh, from Alex Smith there, the former Niner. 
and Chief. So Purdy, I thought he was good. Obviously, the pick, tough. He hitting your throw. That's a big deal. So I don't want to knock him over that. Um, but he really played a great second half. And I understand people were, like, on him and people were ready to kill him. And they probably should have if he continued to play poorly. But that second half, he was excellent. And so was McCaffrey. All right, go to the bad. Lamar, 20 of 37, one touchdown, one pick, one fumble, sacked four times, only eight carries for 54 yards and a long of 21. That's not, that's y'all's MVP. That's your guy. That's the guy that is the best player in the game for a lot of people. No, the best player in the game is on the other sideline. And I understand he might not have had a top year statistically for himself. He's the best player in the game. And everything I've said about Lamar remains to be true. In the regular season, when the Ravens start fast and go up on teams, it's really hard to come up uh, back against them. We've seen it done. The Dolphins did it a few years ago, but like a couple years ago, sorry. But we haven't – it's not a typical game flow where the Ravens go up and lose the game. Where the Ravens lose games are they get jumped on early and they have to throw the ball – from behind. They don't want to throw the ball from behind. Lamar, one of six for seven yards and two sacks on third down. Now, I know he ran for a fourth down conversion, and they had another fourth down conversion as well. He hit Beckham. So they converted a couple of those uh, that he did not get the job done on the third down. But those are horrendous numbers. And if it was almost any other quarterback, they would be getting creamed. But since it's Lamar, you can't say anything negative about him. Well, I am. He's not accurate enough to beat you consistently from the pocket. It's the argument I've made forever, going back to Louisville. Yeah, can he run around and make some great plays? Sure. Sure. The touchdown, uh, then the play that Flowers got the taunting on, those are both sacks that he got out of that he made plays on. Hey, give him credit. But don't tell me he's this unbelievable passing. He's not. And if you watch the game and you watch the throws, he makes a lot of bad throws that nobody says anything about. That if other quarterbacks did, it would be the biggest controversy ever. So I'm just going to tell you this right now. Not good enough for Mr. MVP. And in big spots, he's lost games. The Titan game, he played terrible. This game, he played terrible. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So he was bad. The rest of the Ravens offense, miscues, play calling. Ravens running backs had six carries. Chiefs last week gave up 180 yards <laughs> rushing in Buffalo. Ravens called... Running back runs only three times past the 536 mark in the first quarter. We're talking about a team that's built on the run. Only two design Lamar runs in the second half. Even the quarterback that runs, they didn't really call running plays for. So I, the Ravens had the game at home, have the MVP, have a great defense, no excuses. 
I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about the refs. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Go win a football game. You didn't. With the big MVP who stunk in another big spot. So I've had enough. Okay? And I'm not, and I said the whole time, hey, if he gets to the Super Bowl, he wins, I won't move the goalpost. I'll say I was wrong. But I don't think he's ever winning. And I understand that's a big statement. Only one team wins per year. Everybody in their right mind, the first MVP was like, how many Super Bowls is this guy going to win? Zero. Zero. Okay? All right, go to Campbell now. Two, I would say, obviously questionable, but do I disagree with him going for it on the two ones where they went turnover on downs? And I also had the timeout late. We'll get to that in a second. But the first one, up 14. For me, I understand him going for it. That's been his mentality the whole season. It's been, let's do it on our terms. But, like, if you lose and you lose on your terms, you still lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get he's trying to take back momentum the second time, but tie the football game, right? So the first time you're up 14, I, I would have said, okay, kick a field goal, you go up three scores, and you make them you know, chase the game more. The way you don't make them chase the game is if you go for it and they score a touchdown right away, and now it's seven instead of 14 or 17, right? Even if you miss it, it's still 14. But instead, you go for it, you don't get it, you give them momentum, they go right down the field, score a touchdown, they get the fumble, they score a touchdown tie game, right? The second one, I'd, I'd love to kick that one too. That one, you're down in the game. Now, I get, hey, you don't win when the game's tied, for sure. Understandable. But at least you wouldn't lose when the game's tied. <laughs> you go to overtime, right? Um, so, I understand where he's coming from. He's been this aggressive all year. His team got to this point because he's made aggressive decisions and live with them and die with them. That's who they are. So, he played true to himself, which I, you know, I commend. To be honest with you, I really do commend that. Uh, it takes a lot of balls to do something like that, Campbell, what he did in this spot. The first one, I would have probably kicked it to make it three, three scores. I get why he's not. He could basically not end the game, but he can make it very, very difficult for them to come back. But the, the dichotomy of that is, if you don't get it, you make it much easier for them to come back. And they did. Second one, we didn't come here to tie them and go to over. Sure, I get it. But at some point, you got to say, hey, we got to get off the ropes and get to the corner. We got to get off the ropes, okay? We got to get this fight back into the middle of the ring, and we got to hear a bell and get, like, some water for a second and make a couple adjustments, and then we'll come back with this thing tied for the last couple championship rounds, right? No, instead, they go for it, try to get... Um, the lead back, theoretically, with getting a touchdown there instead of kicking the field goal to tie it, you don't get it again. And then later in the game, uh, the play calling on third down to run it with Montgomery and then burn the timeout. Listen, you better score the touchdown if you're going to run the football. And you didn't, so you had to have your field goal team ready to sprint on and not call the timeout. Or you had to realize, hey, 
that might have just been it. And we might have lost it in our own hands again, right? Because if you throw the ball there and you keep the timeout and it's incomplete and you just kick a field goal, you're down seven and you live with the onside kick and then you can still call timeouts. You possibly get the ball back if you stop them, right? It's a long shot for sure, but that's a that is a that's an opportunity. By calling the timeout after running the football and getting stuffed, you know, you pretty much took away that opportunity. And I understand that you had to take it to fourth down and Purdy had to kneel it. I yeah, I get it because the clock was weird like that. The Lions weren't getting that ball back. <laughs> Okay? They weren't getting that ball back as soon as they didn't get the onside kick. So Campbell, after the game, and here's his quotes. I, I, I understand where he's coming from. Quote, it's easy hindsight. I get that. I get that. But I don't regret the decisions. And it's hard. It's hard because we don't, we didn't come through. And it wasn't able to work out. But I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. But that's part of the gig. But it just didn't work out. Some stats here. Lions, 15 of 20. At converting fourth and three or less in the regular season, fourth and fewer, fourth and three and fewer, two of two in the postseason. Bagley nine of twenty in his career from forty-eight plus. That's the worst among high-volume kickers in the NFL, according to apparently. Sorry, uh, Lions fumbled first possession in the second half, dropped a fourth down conversion and a third down conversion, and they had an interception bounce off uh, their corner's face for a fifty-yard gain. So there were other things that you could point to besides these decisions from Dan Campbell with the turnovers on downs and then the timeout, but those are the talking points because those are the head coaching decisions that you can look back at, right? Um, and scrutinize. You can't really scrutinize a guy for dropping a ball. Like, you can, but did he catch it, did he not catch it? Like, the head coaching decisions are the things they get paid for kind of a thing. Not that the guy gets paid to catch or drop the ball, but you get what I'm saying there, hopefully. Hopefully you understand where I'm going with that. All right, let's recap it. Conference championship, the AFC title game. Kansas City-Baltimore, Casey wins at 17-10. to Ravens ball first, third and seven. Lamar to Aguilar, he drops it. He was short of the sticks, but if he makes a guy miss or drags him, he probably gets the first down. So Ravens punt. Mahomes to Pacheco for 10. He hits Rice on a screen for 11. Pacheco runs for 10 in the first down. Third and two, he gets stuffed. Fourth and two, Reed goes for it. Mahomes, Kelsey for 13. Then a holding on the Ravens for a first down gets them into the red zone. Uh, from the 19, Mahomes, Kelsey, one-on-one -on -one against Hamilton. Great throw, great catch, touchdown. Kansas City on the board first, seven, nothing. Ravens, third and one, he'll get stuffed. Fourth and one, they go for it. Lamar runs for 21. I honestly thought he almost was gone, but he got tapped. It was weird. Like He kind of like slowed down. I don't know what happened there. Um, but he gets the conversion. Edwards runs... 15. Lamar then nearly gets sacked, gets out of it, throws downfield. Flowers touchdown, 7-7. Seven to seven. Mahomes to Rice for 10. Third and one, Chiefs. Mahomes to uh, Kelsey for the conversion. Third and four, Mahomes to Rice on the crossing pattern for nine. And a first down. Third and five, Mahomes all day, all day, all day. Then he gets hit as he throws to Kelsey complete for 10. Third and three, Mahomes scrambles for a first down. That set up goal to go. And Pacheco runs it in. 14-7, Chiefs back in front. Third and one, Hill runs for the conversion, but then Lamar strip-sacked by Amenu. Karloftis recovers it. Chiefs set up at the Baltimore 33. Third and one, Pacheco runs for it. Third and nine, Mahomes to Kelsey for eight. Didn't really get a great spot, but they still go for it. A fourth and a long one at the Baltimore 13. Pacheco stuffed, so it's a turnover on down. So the strip-sack, nothing comes from it for Kansas City. Lamar then throws, ball tipped. 
way up in the air, and Lamar catches it. <laughs> and he runs for a first down. So, uh, you can't really make it up. The guy throws a – Romo was like, that's 100% a pick. Like, that's a pick 100 times out of 100, 1,000 times out of 1,000. Like, there's no way that's not a pick. And here comes Lamar catching his own pass. So, that was the first down then. Third and nine, Lamar incomplete on a screen pass. Ravens forced to punt. Chiefs faced with a third and ten. Mahomes incomplete, so a punt there for Kansas City. Third and four, Lamar incomplete, so another three and out for the Ravens. A roughing call on Van Noy gets a drive started, then a roughing the passer for another first down as Mahomes got smashed in the face there. Mahomes to Kelsey for 21, then third and four, Mahomes scrambles. It comes back on a flag. Third and 14, Mahomes to Rice on a screen for a touchdown. Comes back on another hole. Third and 24, they get nine. Back into field goal range. Butker makes it. Ravens take it into the half, so it's 17-7. Chiefs first possession in the second half. Third and three, Mahomes incomplete, so they punt it. Ravens. Third and six, Lamar incomplete, so a three and out. Third and five, Mahomes to Watson for a first down on the post. Third and 15, Mahomes to Pacheco. Tackled for a loss, so the Chiefs punt. Lamar to Edwards, 16. Then Lamar scrambles for 11 and a first down. He hits Hill out of the backfield for 11. Holding makes it second and 15. Third and nine, Lamar sacked. Ravens forced to punt again. Chiefs, third and seven, Mahomes incomplete after the Ravens blitz and get him off his spot. Lamar to Flowers for 54 on the deep ball inside the 10, but a taunting flag on Flowers backs him up to the 25. He hits Flowers for 14. Then the first play of the fourth quarter, Lamar, Flowers over the middle. He reaches for the goal line, fumbles, recovered in the end zone for a touchback. Sneed punched it out. McDuffie recovered it in the end zone for the Chiefs. So they escape again. Third and seven, Mahomes to Kelsey for 14. Roughing the passer for another first down. That one was on Clowney. That was a good call as well. Mahomes then sacked, third and 13, incomplete. But Towson pins the Ravens at the one with a great punt. Great play by special teams. Lamar to likely for a first down. Third and one, Lamar sacked. Fourth and three, Lamar to Beckham for six to keep the drive alive. Third and two, Edwards runs for the conversion. Then Lamar Aguilar on the flag route for the big play of 39 yards. Second and 10 from the KC 25. Lamar throws into triple coverage into the end zone. He's picked off. Picked off. So big, big turnovers in the KC end. One in the red zone, one just outside of the red zone, but two big Ravens turnovers. Chiefs, third and eight, Pacheco for five. So another three and out. They can't ice the game. Third and six, Lamar to Hill for seven. Lamar to Hill for 11. Then a third and five at the KC 25. Lamar incomplete. So 235 left in this one. They trot Tucker out for the field goal. He makes it. 17-10. Ravens kick it deep with the timeouts. They get a too many men on the field penalty, so first and five. Then a unnecessary roughness flag on Roquan Smith when he blew up a Chiefs lineman. Um, but the Ravens still have a chance. Third and nine, they got to get a stop. On the go, Mahomes. Deep shot. Valdez Scanlon comes down with it on his back. 32 yards to seal it. Chiefs kneel it out, and they're going to another Super Bowl. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, all headed to another Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, look at the numbers. Third down, KC 8 of 18, 1 of 2 on fourth. 
Baltimore, horrendous on third down. Three of 11, two of two on fourth. So they kept some drives alive on fourth down. But three of 11 on third down. Red zone, Kansas City, three trips, two touchdowns, one turnover on downs. Baltimore, the one trip, the one Zay Flowers fumble. Turnovers. Lamar had a pick. Lamar had a fumble on a strip sack, and Flowers had the fumble going in. No Kansas City turnover. Special teams, no missed kicks. Towson had six punts, one touchback, one inside the 20. That was down at the one. Stout had five punts, three inside the 20. So good job there. Southern change. The Lamar strip sack, but the Chiefs turn over on downs. And then in the second half, Ravens going in twice in the fourth quarter. The fumble, the interception, they come away with no points. So the Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC Championship game. That took us out to Santa Clara to see the Lions and the Niners. San Francisco beats Detroit 34-31 as they're headed to another Super Bowl. Lions had it first, and the Lions in the first half came out swinging, folks. Nearly a perfect first half from the Detroit Lions, which makes the second half so heartbreaking for Detroit. Montgomery run for 15, then the play action got to Laporte in the flat for 14, then they go... Little trick play, Williams end around. He goes for 42 yards and the score. He almost got tackled six times on this play. Uh, but the Lions in front, 7 nothing. Niners, third and nine. Purdy to Ayuk on a deep out for 11. Purdy to Debo for 15. Third and three. McCaffrey runs for the conversion. Third and 11. McCaffrey for five. 48-yard Moody field goal is missed. So no points there for the Niners. Gibbs, first down run. Another play fake. Goff to Montgomery for 14. Third and nine screen. Goff to St. Brown for 13. A Gibbs run set up goal to go, and then Montgomery, two runs, punches it in. Touchdown, Lions, 14-0. Purdy to use check for 23 over the middle. Third and two, McCaffrey runs for the conversion. Then he hits McCaffrey in the flat. Broken tackles for the Niners star. He gets 28 yards on the scamper. That sets up goal to go, and then he punches it himself. McCaffrey does cuts the lead to 14-7. Montgomery runs for 14 Flea flicker, trick play, incomplete. Third and 10, Goff to St. Brown for the first down. Third and 15 after a sack, Goff to Laporta short. Greenlaw with a big hit there. Uh, so the Lions punt. Debo end around for a first down. Purdy hit as he releases. Picked off, good return, but a blindside block on uh, Gardner Johnson. Pulls back some yardage. Tackle for loss on first down for the Lions. Goff to Laporta for 16. He hits St. Brown for 17 into the red zone. And then Gibbs. What a run this was. The chop steps, the stop and start, the acceleration through the cut, and a touchdown. Lions, 21-7. I'm seeing people knock Chase Young for an effort play. Um, I understand where people are coming from. Sometimes coaches tell players, like, yo, that's not your play to make. You don't have to try to go make that play. Now, that being said, like, when the cutback's there and you got to tackle some guy in the postseason, you probably should. Uh, and I'm not necessarily defending it. I'm just saying what could be said about that kind of play. Uh, why why sometimes linemen don't like go crazy because they need them the rest of the game effort wise. I don't know. That's just I'm not ex I'm not excusing it. I'm just kind of explaining it. All right. So 21-7 on that Gibbs touchdown run. Niners third and ten. Purdy incomplete. They punt. Montgomery runs for a first down. Goff to Montgomery first down. And this is where some of these third down conversions got really really crazy. For the Lions. Third and 12. It's the give up draw play for Gibbs. He gets 13. Goff takes a sack. That sets up third and 18. Goff to St. Brown over the middle for 23 on the catch and run. Another long conversion there. Then third and six. Goff, St. Brown. Again, he works for it. That set up goal to go. Third and goal. Goff, Gibbs, screen. Short of the goal line. Fourth and goal at the three. Campbell thought about it, but eventually the field goal team 
heads out to the field. Badgley, field goal, 24-7. Niners take it into the half, down 17. But they have the ball first. Niners play fake. Purdy to Debo over the middle for 26 and a chunk play. Third and four. Purdy across his body, lobs one to the middle of the field. One-handed catch by Jennings. What a play by Jennings. Then third and eight. Purdy incomplete. So they send out Moody. He makes the 43-yarder. So the lead is cut to 14. Lions get going on play action. Goff to Laporta in the flat again for 16. Uh, free first down on a neutral zone infraction. Montgomery runs for a first down. Third and four. St. Brown runs for two. So a weird play call there on third and four, but I'm pretty sure Campbell's like, we're going for it regardless to, for that play call. So it's fourth and two with a Niner 28. Goff to Reynolds. It's dropped. Incomplete. Turnover on downs. Purdy to Debo for 17. Purdy to Ayuk for 51. That set up goal to go, and it should have been picked off. The deep ball off the Lions defender. This face mask, I mean, make a play, son. Uh, but it bounces off him. Ayuk uh, comes down with it. Goal to go. Purdy, Ayuk on third and goal. Touchdown. Lead cut to seven. First play, next Lions drive. Gibbs fumbles. Liners set up at the Lions 25. Purdy scrambles for 21 and a first down. Goal to go inside the five. McCaffrey, second touchdown. Ties the game at 24. Third and 10. Goff incomplete. Reynolds dropped it again. Would have been a first down. They punt, nearly pinned at the two, but instead it goes for a touchback. Remember that because Purdy gets out of two sacks, throws to check on the sideline first down. McCaffrey runs for a first down. Purdy to Kittle for 28 on the deep flag route to the left side of the field. Then Purdy scrambles for 10. He gets sacked on back-to-back -back plays. They get seven back on third and 19. Purdy to Debo. It set up a shorter field goal for Moody. 33 yards. He makes it. Niners in front, 27-24. Goff, play fake. Throws downfield to Williams, nearly picked off, but Williams comes down with it. A gain of 22. Montgomery on the pitch play for 16 to the edge. Third and 10. Goff to St. Brown for seven. Fourth and three at the 9 or 30. They go for it. Goff pressured off his spot. Throws incomplete. A second turnover on downs for the Lions. Purdy to Debo for a first down. Then third and four. Purdy scrambles for 21 again for a big conversion. McCaffrey, toss play for 25. That set up goal to go. He taps his helmet. In comes Elijah Mitchell, who punches it in. First carry of the game. Niners up 10, 34-24. Third and six. Goff to LaPorta for nine. He hits LaPorta for 13. We get the two-minute warning. Goff to Reynolds. Chunk play of 25. He hits St. Brown for a first down. Goal to go. Clock running. Third and goal. Montgomery stuffed. So they have to call the timeout. Otherwise, they would have ran a ton of clock off. Fourth and goal, they go for it instead of kicking the field goal, especially after the timeout. Goff to Williams, touchdown on the uh, uprights there. 34-31, onside kick. Kittle recovers it. It would have been a flag anyway if the Lions recovered it because they touched it before it went 10 yards. But Niners decline it, and then uh, they can't kneel it out because of the timeout situation in the clock, so they do get to fourth down, and then Purdy takes a knee uh, with the clock at zero. So the Niners rally from 17 down. The talking points, of course, will be Campbell and his decisions in the second half, one with the lead, one trailing by three uh, to go for it, and then the timeout with the play calling late in the game as well. But as the point I made in, in the kickoff, we got to give the Niners some credit too. I mean, Purdy, McCaffrey, that defense, turned it around in the second half. I mean, you got to give them credit. So a little deeper dive into the numbers now. San Francisco, 6 of 12 on third down. Lions, 6 of 12 as well, 1 of 3 on fourth. A lot of those conversions were on that field goal drive late in the first half. Uh, the third and 12 draw play. Uh, he hit St. Brown on another long third down as well. 
Red zone, Niners, five trips, four touchdowns, one field goal. Detroit, four trips, three touchdowns, one field goal. The turnovers, Purdy pick in the first half, and then the Gibbs fumble uh, in the middle of that Niner run in the second half. Special teams, Moody, missed kick. Niners only punted once. Badgley, not trusted, despite not missing a kick in the game. Fox, two punts, one inside the 21 touchback that should have been downed at the one or two-yard line. The sudden change, the Purdy pick in the first half led to a Gibbs touchdown, and really the entirety of the second half and really the third quarter into the fourth quarter between the Lions um, doing a good job against the Niners, only giving up a field goal, but then turnover on downs, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, tie game. Like that is the worst start you could have to a second half in a postseason game on the road. Uh, you, you get a score there and you make it extremely difficult for the Niners to come back. But instead... You turn it over, and you give them the opportunity to get back in the game. So it'll be KC and San Francisco again, this time in Vegas. That was the first Mahomes championship. Then they lost to Tampa. And um, now we have Mahomes against Purdy. Chiefs, Niners in Vegas in two weeks. Can't wait for that one. Uh, coaching, hirings, coaching openings. Canales will be the Carolina head coach, the former Bucks OC, and Raheem Morris is going to get another shot. The Rams, D.C., is now the Atlanta head coach. Shout-out Jersey, shout-out Irvington, shout-out Newark. Um, love Raheem Morris, Jersey guy. Pumped for him to get a second chance. That's awesome. I love rooting for that guy. So we have two jobs left, uh, Washington and Seattle. Washington, we talked about leaning towards Johnson, the Detroit OC, who now uh, doesn't have to worry about Game planning a Super Bowl, he can probably go get that head coaching job now for Washington. And Seattle is still open. Uh, they did a second interview with Quinn. I wonder what they're waiting for. Maybe they're waiting for McDaniel uh, or McDonald. Sorry, uh, the uh, Ravens, DC. But I'm shocked Rabel and Belichick aren't getting jobs. I mean, maybe Belichick didn't, you know, mesh well with Atlanta after saying he wants to bring in this guy. Fine, whatever. But. I'm really shocked Rabel didn't get a job. Uh, I'm truly shocked about that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I guess I was wrong about that. That he wouldn't he would get a job in a second if they got fired. But hey, what are you gonna do? All right, let's go to soccer and big managerial news. Klopp, Jurgen Klopp is gonna leave Liverpool at the end of the season despite signing uh, an extension a few months ago. It seems like citing low energy level, citing he can't do it again. Um, He'll never manage another team in England, which is nice to hear as a Liverpool fan. But this is a guy that took Liverpool back to the heights that it was once at uh, after years of like mediocrity and not winning enough. It's been Klopp who's won everything for the club on the red side of Mercy side. And you talk about ending that Premier League championship drought in England. He did it. You talk about getting another Champions League, he did it. He got to another two finals, he lost to Real Madrid. What are you going to do? Um, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Club World Cup, UEFA Super Cup. Like, every competition he's been in, they basically won despite uh, in spite of Europa League where they got to a final his first year when he took over, and now they're in uh, one for his last one, so maybe they get to a final for that one and they win it for him. But um, I think it's going to galvanize the players. I think you're going to see a Liverpool... Um, team that's just going to go out all out for Klopp, who 
is a guy that's done so much for them and I and I'm I'm sad about it for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh but you gotta go try to send him off the right way. So that's what uh Liverpool will try to do. And in Barcelona, a completely different end of the spectrum with the manager announcing he's leaving because Chavi's basically like, I'm leaving at the end of the year so you don't fire me. <laughs> this job sucks. <laughs> I want out. Um so almost a completely uh, different 180 perspective from Klopp, who's citing, hey, I'd love to keep doing this job. I just can't – I don't have the energy anymore. And Xavi um, Hernandez is basically like, hey, get me a hell out of here. <laughs> God bless, man. All right, weekend soccer recap. FA Cup weekend in England, the Prem first Prem game. Chelsea Villa finished nil-nil, so that will be a replay at Villa Park. Ake's goal put City past Tottenham late in the action there, 1-0. Brighton beat up on Sheffield United, 5-2. Joe Pedro had a hat-trick. Uh, Buenanote scoring, Welbeck scoring as well. Luton beat Everton, 2-1. A Woodrow stoppage time winner for the visiting Hatters at Goodison. Uh, Fulham, Newcastle. Newcastle win 2-0. Longstaff and Burn, the goal scorers there. Liverpool, Man U, Bournemouth, Wolves all win. You had six-tier Maidstone United beat Ipswich Town, who's second in the championship, the second league in England. I mean, that's just the magic of the cup. They talk about it. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff. So we got some other replays. Bristol City, Nottingham Forest, uh, Sheffield Wednesday is going to replay Coventry City, Leeds, Plymouth, and Watford, Southampton. La Liga. Las Palmas, Real Madrid, Real Madrid were down 1-0. Vinny and Chomeni turn around 2-1 for Ancelotti's men. Barca lose to Villarreal 5-3. They were down 2-0. They took a 3-2 lead, and then they lose 5-3. And that after that is when um, you had uh, Xavi say, I'm stepping down. I'm out of here. <laughs> so you got that going for you. All right. Um, Girona beat Celta Vigo 1-0, and they go back top, even though uh, Real Madrid have a game in hand at La Liga. Atletico beat Valencia 2-0. Syria 1-1, Juve Empoli. Milik got sent off. Lahovic got a goal for Juventus. They end up drawing that game. AC Milan, Bologna draw 2-2. Loftus-Cheek had a brace, and then Inter beat Florentina on the road 1-0. Latoro Martinez, the goal. Bundesliga, Sukar beat Rebels of Leipzig 5-2. Munich beat Augsburg 3-2. Polovic, Davies, and Kane, the goal scorers for Bayern Munich. Leverkusen, Gladbach finish 0-0. Dortmund, Bochum, Dortmund 3-1. A full Krug hat trick, and two of them were penalties. League 1, PSG 2, Brest 2. Midweek soccer preview in the Prem. You got Forrest and Arsenal. Arsenal still trying to get into this title race. And they need to stack wins because we know what happens in the second half of these seasons in the Prem. Fulham, Everton, a big match for Everton as they try to keep climbing out of the hole that these 10-point deduction has given them. Luton, Brighton. Brighton, I think only two of the last, like it seems like, 40 games they haven't scored. So they're coming off a nil-nil. I would presume there's going to be some goals in that one. Crystal Palace, Sheffield United. That's an interesting matchup. Both teams need three points there. Crystal Palace need one for Hodgson, that's for sure. Villa and Newcastle. Villa saying they're not out of the title race. Who knows? You got Man City hosting Burnley as Vincent Company, the former captain, brings his Premier League side to the Etihad where he was the longtime leader. So you expect... City to blow them out. Tottenham, Brentford, and then Liverpool, Chelsea on Wednesday. Those matches have been exciting, uh, intense matches. They've been low scoring the Liverpool, Chelsea matches of late. Um, 
but you're going to see that one in a final in a month's time or a little less than a month's time now in the Carabao Cup. So these teams will see each other a few times now. So Liverpool, Chelsea at Anfield. That was match day one. The controversy in that one with um, Nicholas Jackson not getting a handball and then we're finishing 1-1. La Liga, Barcelona, Asuna, Atletico, Valencano. College basketball over the weekend. Wisconsin beats Michigan State at home. You had Marquette handle business against Seton Hall. Iowa State with a big win over Kansas. They shot the three outstandingly well against Bill Self's Jayhawks at home. Iowa State did. BYU outlast Texas in Utah. Tech beats Oklahoma in a good game, tight game on the road in Norman. TCU-Baylor went three overtimes. It seemed like Baylor had won the game. Then it seemed like TCU had won the game. And then TCU ends up winning the game in three overtimes. And then Mississippi State at home against Auburn. Big win for them. A lot of upsets um, over the weekend. You got this week, Houston and Texas. South Carolina-Tennessee is a good game. Texas Tech-TCU. Oklahoma-Kansas State. You got Northwestern-Purdue in the Big Ten. And Providence-UConn in the Big East. A lot of big games this week in college basketball. And at the weekend... Some big, big ones that we will look ahead to on Thursday's show. All right, golf. Torrey Pines, the Frenchman Pavon, wins the Farmers Open. Uh, you thought you would have got a better uh, finish with some better ranked players, but it was good golf. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Hogar kid, I might putt better than him inside three feet. <laughs> Did you see some of these guys? This is the guy's misses? Oh, my God. Look that up if you haven't. Hoygaard short misses at Torrey Pine. Oh, my God. Terrible. But the Frenchman wins Pavant. Good for him. Gets uh, to the Masters. Gets all those exemptions. Now that you're a tour winner. And we got Pebble Beach coming up this week. Huge field. Great course. One of the all-time courses in America. One of the more important courses in golf history. Pebble Beach. It's iconic. So many great holes. So many great views. And... An awesome 18th hole to finish, right? Uh, the only real issue for me is the Pro-Am, which is a great part of it. But, like, also, we, we got a big golf tournament here that we're focused on people, right? Um, but that's the way it is with golf in, in some of these tournaments. So, Pebble Beach, we'll look forward to it on Thursday with a little preview of the field. But just wanted to look ahead now to make sure it was on your docket. All right. So, Thursday's show, I'm going to lean that we're going to do the college basketball reset on Thursday's show. Um, recap the midweek soccer. Look ahead to the weekend soccer. Look ahead to the big college basketball weekend as well. And we only got one more football game to talk about, folks. And it's two weeks, a little less than two weeks time now. And it'll be in Vegas. Chiefs Niners. So plenty of time to talk about that in the upcoming shows. But Thursday we'll talk college basketball as that will take center stage along with soccer for the rest of the year. All right. Everybody have a good week. I'll talk to you Thursday. Until then, peace. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.